The boys of NASCAR going to Martinsville this weekend for a little super speedway race here at Martinsville. Chief joins us every uh, Monday for a recap of the weekend and on Fridays for the preview of the weekend. Chief, how you doing, man? Doing good, doing good. Getting uh, caught up on emails yeah, back was, from vacation. Was it D-Land all week uh, out there having fun in long lines and probably hot, I assume? Uh, no, you know, the first day was a little bit hot. The second day, the sun poked out for about an hour. Uh, then other than that, you know, it was shorts and hoodie weather. Uh, got a little mist action going on on Wednesday, but uh, lines weren't bad. I uh, thank God for the Disney app to keep us updated on the, the line yeah. counter. The kids were like, oh, this line's 30 minutes. And I was like, kids, like, look, yeah, I grew up nothing. in a time yeah. when we just literally got in the line and we just stood there. For three hours, no four hours. At what point yeah. the line was going to end, and it'd be like three and a half hours. Uh, my question is this. Uh... You know, who was more excited to see Ariel in the uh, Little Mermaid ride? You or the kids, if you know what I mean. You know what? I did not do the Little Mermaid ride. I, I kind of regret that now because I heard it was pretty good. That's a uh, fantastic ride, man. It's stupid. It's ridiculous. I hate the Little Mermaid, but I love that ride. You got to go on that ride, man. It's just it's just. I, I, I know. I, the end of the night Wednesday, because we went to California Adventure on Wednesday and wish we would have did two days there, but we got everything done. The kids, I mean, the, the six-year-old just passed the threshold to be able to ride the Incredicoaster. Oh, so did you? Did you he was throw, like, we're going to ride this did all put, the time now. Yeah, and we did that thing three times. And I think after twice, I was already done due to uh, back spasms. Yeah. But yeah. I, I rode it a third time, and uh, we're feeling it a little bit today. Yeah, sure, back spasms. Right, 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 right. Well, yeah, I was carrying around a big cooler all week, so... Yeah, that's what, dude, rookie mistake, man. Hmm, geez. But, hey, did you catch the uh, Bristol Dirt Race last week? I did catch the Bristol Dirt Race. Well, let's get your over and up appealings. I thought it's a gimmick race. Uh, I said on uh, Tuesday with my recap, I said it was a gimmick race. It was entertaining, but to me, just it's a typical dirt track racetrack, right? It was like watching the sport mods out there. Uh, just yellow after yellow for just guys spinning out on their own uh, out there. And I just got annoyed with that a little bit. But it was nice to see Christopher Bell win it. Yeah, finally uh, get a dirt guy to uh, win uh, this Bristol dirt race. Uh, I thought overall the racing behind the first place driver was good. Like you saw yeah. a lot of four wide, three wide racing and passing. You're right. I mean, it got to the point where cars were spinning and crashing and NASCAR was like, we can't throw a caution. Yeah. Like, screw it. Just, just have them go. You know, like if they can get it refired, they're going to go. Um, but also NASCAR a little inconsistent with some of the calls where, you know, guys were spinning out on pit road and they threw a caution. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was good to see uh, Christopher Bell get it. Kind of, Wish those last couple of cautions didn't come out because I thought we were actually going to get a real good battle for the lead like we got last year. But uh, overall, if they don't go back to Bristol Dirt next year, I am totally fine with it. Bust out the concrete again and uh, maybe change the date from April to May. I I don't know what you got to do. I mean, I know people are like, oh, well, nobody's going to the race. I mean, back when it was concrete. Well, nobody came this weekend. It was an Easter thing. Was it a night race thing? There was I don't rain. know. I know Bristol's a hard town to get to, yeah. uh, from what I hear. I, I'm going to find out later this year when I go for the night race. But it is, yeah. I, I hear it's a hard place to get to, and I, I don't know what they got to do. Obviously, the weather is a factor every year at this point in time. Yeah, I mean, it rained all weekend. That You could see it. There, The dirt was getting pitted in areas to where, you know, and it happened. Tony, Tony uh, in the booth was like, you know, 
oh, these pits happen on every dirt track, and then they get a close-up of it. And I'm like, normally you don't get the Grand Canyon in the middle of the track, Tony. Like, that's not a pit, buddy. That is just a failure of the dirt collapsing on itself from the, uh, from the weather and the, and, the, and the rain and everything, and then the car's driving on it. Like, it, it, and Tony, Tony, Tony needs to get out of the booth, man. It is annoying. He brought nothing to the broadcast. He should be the one guy to bring something to the broadcast. He's just dry and just, oh, that was, that was a great, uh, great turn there, and I enjoyed that very much. And, geez, I just can't wait to see what else happened. I wanted to just off myself with how boring he was. I agree. Like, I see a lot of people who are like, oh, man, Tony's so good in the Fox. We're like, where? Like, he's done nothing for me. And, I mean, it's weird, obviously. I guess Tony's going to be back in there at Talladega. I mean, look, Clint Boyer has a rough gig, right? Like, And people will say, oh, Clint sucks. Like, dude, this guy is literally working with a new co-host every week. Yes. Every weekend. They're like, he can't build a rhythm. Like, NBC, like, you know, it takes those guys. I mean, Dell Jr.'s talked about it. He's like, man. I feel like once the playoffs hit, we're finally in a rhythm of we know what's going on and, like, who's cadence and all this stuff. And that's already, you know, 10 to 8 races after they start. You know, he's like, man, five races left in the season. I feel like we're finally catching fire after, you know, going 12 races. And here you got Clint Boyer. I mean, Mike Joy, he can call the race, do whatever you got to do, right? But you need that cadence of the analyst to come in there and say, all right, here's what's going on. And I feel like we're always waiting on somebody. And then Tony throws in something, but Clint was already thinking of another thought, so he's trying to throw in his stuff. So hopefully next year it gets better with Kevin Harvick in their full-time with Clint. But, yeah, it, it, it's a bad product. Yeah, well, just the, it. it's just also the personality. But you're right. It's uh, And you know this. You know, you've, you've been in the radio business. It's, you know, if somebody walked in here right now on my show, it could get awkward at times because you're trying to figure out who's going to talk when and, and all of that stuff. And, and when you're dealing with that on a national broadcast, especially on a dirt race where it could have – you could have explained stuff better. I felt like the explanations from Tony were bad. And that's not good, considering that's his bread and butter is dirt track racing, right? He owns Eldora, you know, and everything. He has, you know, the all-star circuit, you know, that he does. And I felt like he was the weakest link in that booth. And it was just like, man, this is awful. So, but I mean, I agree with you. I, it needs to, if they keep it, I don't care. But it just needs to go. It's just a gimmick. And I think, and the only reason they do it is because they want dirt, dirt people to go. Oh my God, NASCAR's in dirt. Let's watch it. And I think that's the wrong way to get people to watch your sport that you want to, to you know, have a have a bad, non-descriptive product compared to what they're used to. You know, that would be like the NFL going tune into the XFL this weekend for our future stars. Right? You'd be like, get out of here with that garbage. And I feel like that's I what mean, they do it, with Crystal Dirt. It would make more sense if you did it at an actual dirt truck. Like if they did yes. go to Eldora, like I went to the Eldora truck race and it was fun because they're actually at a dirt track with a lot of history. Um, but you know, again, these cars, they're not really meant for dirt. So I don't know, like how do you, you can't really make it a dirt race when these cars aren't meant for dirt. And it doesn't look like the same product that, you know, dirt fans get on a Friday and Saturday night at their local short track. I mean, could you rent out a bunch of late models, but then you have guys who've never driven a late model before you know, you can't make it a points race, right? I, I don't know, like, what the answer is. I mean, it's cool, I guess, to see the cars themselves, you know, like the stars and their cars on an actual dirt track. But, you know, if you're going to do it, don't cover up one of the best concrete tracks. And, you know, the yeah. fun thing is where they're talking on Fox, like, oh, man, Kyle Larson, he's licking his chops about this race. And then Kyle Larson says, we do not need to be racing on dirt here. He's like, I, I, don't, I mean, he said, I don't think we need to race it on dirt, period. Like, we're not those guys. Like, NASCAR, for some reason, and, you know, majority of the races, you know, you, like you said, it's a hokey race. 
it's all for a show. But you look at their whole schedule. Their whole schedule is for a show. I mean, you got Coda in there. Yeah. You got a Chicago street course you're going through this year. Uh, road course after road course, all because it creates this, you know, drama that they want. They need to just get back to what they did for so long that worked. Ovals, short tracks. Yeah. Couple wow. road courses here and there just to say we did it. But you don't have to turn a Chicago street course into a street course. I mean, that is going to be a disaster, not only this year we're you know, running the race, but I think in the future, I mean, you already got people fighting back on it because they're going to have to close roads down for like a full month in Chicago. Yeah, oh, right. got, and July 4th weekend on top of it, right? It's when they're running. Exactly, the when a lot of people fly to Chicago because the weather's great, there's baseball games outside, you know, you know. They go, they yeah, go like to, that's the time yeah. you want to go to Chicago, and now you're going to have to go down there, and there's going to be a big NASCAR presence there. Yeah, uh, I'm not yeah. saying that's bad, but, you know, it's going to make things very interesting and just an ass pain to get around. Uh, you got the Charlotte Roval. Last year, Coca-Cola 600 was probably the best, one of the best races of the season. Well, what do they do when they get back to Charlotte the next year or later in the season? They run a, dirt, a road course with it. Like, it's all gimmicky races, and they just need to get back to what their bread and butter was, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't disagree at all, which brings us to Martinsville this weekend, right? Old school, old school track. Um, you know, it's you know, it's not my favorite uh, type of a track. I'd rather see them run Bristol uh, pavement as opposed to Martinsville, you know, more often like last weekend example. But this is going to be a fun little race this weekend. Uh, the big news, of course, is uh, Chase Elliott's coming back for this race off of his broken uh, leg from uh, snowboarding, uh, you know, what was that, right before Phoenix, uh, about a month or so ago. So he's back for this race. What are you looking forward to this weekend at Martinsville? Uh, I think overall just a, a short race. Like This is uh, weird. So it's going to be a 400-lap race. Usually uh, Martinsville, for a long time, Martinsville's been a 500-lap race. Another fall race. Is a uh, 500 lapper around, which you get most short tracks, uh, including Bristol in the fall. Uh, but yeah, this is a uh, 400 lap race. Uh, reason being, they made this a night race last year, and they wanted to you know get it done in time so people could drive home and whatnot. So they made it a night race last year, and here we're going back in the daytime. It looks like, and uh, yeah, going to be a short race. So I, I'm interested to see how Elliot will do. I know there's a lot of braking you got to do here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that left foot, uh, you know, the top of his tibia, I, I saw he was on the Pat McAfee show the other day and, you know, still really didn't answer what happened. Just said, ah, it was just time to break. Like, dude, you're feeding me some BS yeah, right now. Said, like, yeah, he said his dumb, just gave What dumbass stuff are you doing? Yeah. Right? Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, uh, overall, uh, you know, it'd be interesting how he, he's doing. I saw the odds. He's actually got pretty high or pretty uh, low odds. I'm like, man, there ain't no way. He should be a plus 800 his first race back at Martinsville. I know he's good, but I think he's going to have a couple of issues this week with that leg. And at some point, it's going to get a little tiresome or a little tiresome for him. But, uh, I mean, over, over, other than that, I think that Denny Hamlin's going to be a guy to keep an eye out for this weekend. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the thing about Elliott is you're exactly right. He's going to – you break hard into those corners. You know, you accelerate out of it. And uh, even if it is only 400, uh, you know, laps uh, for this race, you're right. His stamina is going to become an issue, um, you know, and his concentration, he's probably going to get mixed up into some stuff, which happens at Martinsville. And it's just going to weigh on him more than everybody else that, of course, out there. Ross Chastain did his dramatic, you know, what they called the Hail Melon last year, right? Here, that's been outlawed now, uh, you know, for this uh, track and everything. Uh, do you think Ross Chastain's going to have anything to get to the front of this this weekend? 
You know, when he did the Hell Melon, he was running, what, eight? Uh, yeah, I want to say seventh year, or eight. I believe, yes. like, he passed, what, was it four cars, five cars yeah. to get in and had to get top four, top three yep. finish? Um, I mean, yeah, I, I feel like Ross is definitely one of the drivers who needs to kind of step up a little bit here. Uh, she hasn't really been, uh, you know, the, the year it was last year for uh, Trackhouse. Obviously, last year, you know, Ross went in and got the win at Coda early in the season, then won at Talladega. But he hasn't won since. Uh, Daniel Suarez, uh, you know, he went on, had a good season the first half of the year, won at Snova, and he didn't win since. So, you know, kind of looking to see if these guys can kind of get back into the groove. And, you know, this might be a track, you know, where, hey, we got history. We pulled off this great feat last year, although it is outlawed. Guess what they're going to be doing? Probably every 10 minutes is showing the hell melon on the video board inside that place, right? So, I mean, you know, Ross is going to go there. I'm sure this is probably a track where he's going to get a lot of cheers because a lot of fans were cheering that move last year. And I'm sure, you know, those fans are going to appreciate what he did. And the fact that I got outlawed, I think, you know, fans are going to appreciate that too. (laughs) Just today, hey, this guy made the rule, right? (laughs) He he made the rule what it is today. So this could be a big uh, bounce back weekend for Ross just in terms of, you know, kind of getting that confidence back with uh, that track house team. Yeah, I think, who did you you say you thought, uh, Hamlin, did you say Hamlin? Yeah, Hamlin. Yeah, I think uh, watch the Toyota guys this weekend. They are going to – somebody in the Toyota uh, thing is going to win this thing this weekend, and they're going to dominate this race, I have a feeling, uh, just with uh, – they're working around the track. Now, late pit stops might come into play, which would kind of put the Hendrick guys you know, more up toward the front uh, you know, late in the race. Um, but I, I just think uh, – you know, I – you know, if only uh, Hendrick guy I got really even in this is Larson, and even then I worry about him because he does not like these tracks, right? Uh, the the way you race these, so watch out for these guys. You know, Truex Jr. Uh, if his car's in good shape, he'll be up there. Ham, but Hamlin's the guy; he's won the most here. Now he hasn't won since I think 2015, 2016 here. Uh, but he's on a mission this year. You see it with him. Every track he's at, he's in the battle till late. And I can see him sneaking up, like you said, and, and getting the win on it this weekend. Any surprises real quick? Uh, you know, for this week, uh, not really a whole lot of surprises. I think it's going to kind of be one of those ho-hum. Like, okay, yep. there's Martinsville. Bye, Martinsville. We'll see you later, Martinsville. Yeah, get the race in. Get the race in and look in the rearview mirror as you go out of there. Um you know, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think, uh, you know, uh, that Ware's going to win it in the 51? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, hey, look, I'm going to say I guess he's back in custody. They, they don't arrest innocent people more often than not. They don't arrest well, innocent people twice. So Well, they do, <laughs> but they don't do it twice, right? They usually don't go back yeah, exactly. again afterwards. And the, the thing is, is just his dad's like, well, time to move on. <laughs> You know, which tells yeah, you, which and, tells and, you and, everything and, you need to know. Well, what's funny is, I mean, obviously not a funny situation, but, you know, as soon as you heard it last week, you know, Cody Ware's missing this race due to a personal matter, and then you see, all right, Matt Crafton's taking over. The thing that kind of caught my eye right off the bat was, hey, they're putting Matt Crafton's name on this car. Yes. Yeah. Usually you don't do that. For, you know, nope. if it's, yeah, oh, yeah, he's thing. just out this week, you know, paying taxes. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a terrible situation. Obviously, hope it, you know, whatever justice needs to be done, it needs to be done. But, you know, I know, you know, Rick Ware Racing is a backmarker. You know, it's not certainly not, uh, you know, something that anybody has to worry about. But terrible story uh, if it's true. And it's uh, one of those where, you know, how fast you move on. Because in NASCAR, you do not move on from drivers that have contracts and cars 
you know, it takes a lot to move on. Like, look at the Chase Elliott situation. They knew he'd be gone for a month. Everything stayed the same, just waiting for him to come back. And then, boom, like this. It was like, like you said, Crafton's name was on the truck. All this other stuff. Dad was even like, oh, here's a new driver. You know, and, so, and it's like, man, this is a serious situation. Which, of course, like I said, we want justice to happen. But, hey, Chief, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you on Monday. All right. Sounds good, guys. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate